Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Hi, podcast listeners. This morning, I you know, I mentioned this clubhouse thing, which some of you are just wondering, what the hell is that? And, and I said to you, no, don't worry about it. And really don't worry about it. But then having said that, I'm now going to talk about it. All you need to know is this is this um, an, an online version of, uh, if you like, a speaking club, I suppose, where you know you you it's as if you're at this huge conference type event, and there are rooms everywhere, and they call them rooms, and you go along, and you you don't need an invite, you can just wander into a room, and listen to the speakers, and you can. You know put your hand up and say oh I, i'd like to say something and that's fundamentally how it works and what it is and there's some big big topics and some quite intimidating people i mean i don't mean they're intimidating because they intend to be intimidating but i just mean by reputation by what they've achieved and uh this morning i was in my because i don't really get started till about 10. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't do things to do with work, but they're never my planned things. Anything before 10 is just kind of randomly wandering, looking at stuff uh, without a clear plan. So I was doing that this morning and this, and I have mentioned this before, I thought, oh, I'm not quite sure about this clubhouse. It could be intrusive on my time. And the last thing we need when we're getting on top of managing our lives and anxiety and overwhelm is more stuff, especially when I did that episode about tech the other day, demanding our attention. So as I mentioned previously, I kind of tread in carefully with it. Anyway, because I wasn't really doing much else, I, I, I had a little look and there was a group, this was before nine o'clock this morning, by, I think it's called Startup Radio Club, I didn't really know what that was and I can't even remember what the topic was but it was kind of vaguely interesting and I thought well there were loads of people in this room so I just you can just click play and then you're in the room but if it's not something you want to do or you're busy or you're going somewhere you can just leave it's fine uh no one's no one's checking up on whether you're there or not there and unless you're one of the hosts of course so I went in and I and I found it quite interesting partly because it's the first time I've picked up a meeting that's in the morning UK time. A lot of the time I'm picking up the evening stuff and it's all stateside and, you know, that's, that's cool. But, and I've, I've host co-hosted a meeting with uh, a group of American women. I'm very honored to be, have been invited to co-host that meeting, but I kind of wanted to think, you know, are the Brits, are the Brits doing anything here? So it was quite refreshing for me to, to get into this room and uh, listen. I know what the topic was. <laughs> here we go. That's the whole point of the episode. It's about public speaking. And I'm 
in this room and there's only if you imagine there's a stage and they call it a stage so you imagine you've got the core speakers on this stage and you can check people's profiles out while they're on stage and these are people that have they've run big companies they're only in their 30s they're like the kind of people that we read about they have made money there they're you know on big platforms all over the world you know they, they've really done so much in in my in my experience they're short lives they're comparatively short lives and the more you listen to them they're sharing fantastic stuff but the more you listen the more potentially intimidated you become you think oh my goodness i'm not stepping on this stage i'm not putting my hand up but then i'm thinking this and at the same time i'm looking at all the people in the room because you can see who's in the room virtually as well as the people on the stage and and there's lots of people and i thought well this is all about public speaking and yet it would appear that all these people who presumably are fairly capable and competent themselves and not stepping up to the stage, not putting their hands up. They're either doing what I could easily do and was enjoying doing, just soaking up the learning, or they're thinking, oh, I'm not getting on that stage because I, you know, these people are really seriously impressive. And, and, and then I thought, so the thought in my head says, oh, hang on a minute, you know, I'm all about starting life again getting through this whole menopause crap to do with anxiety specifically which is apparently still so many people don't get this they still think it's all about hot flushes and you know a bit of fatigue what well, you know I'm, I'm seriously still on that soapbox on that bandwagon fear not i've gone nowhere on that and I'm sitting in this audience, I'm thinking, what do I stand for? I stand for women stepping out of that invisible space of, of going, hello, hello, I'm still here, you know, you're not, I'm here, hello, I'm here. That is what I stand for, is, is women becoming more visible, refusing to step aside, to give up, to go, oh, you're right, I really can't do this anymore, you're absolutely right, just rolling over and that's it being done because it's happening too often to too many women and it shouldn't happen it doesn't need to happen so this is all going on inside me just pretty much the way i'm describing it to you but of course at the same time the longer you wait this is just like jumping into that cold water the longer you wait the more you feel that nervousness verging on fear building and I'm thinking, oh, this is ridiculous. I have to step up here. I have to be what it is I'm telling people. And I, and I was thinking, it doesn't matter if I have nothing to say whatsoever other than I'm just, I'm just here, I'm being visible. That's it. <laughs> so that was all that was in my head. And, and then no one, as I say, no one else was on this stage apart from the speakers. And then the person who was leading this uh, meeting group, call it what you will, room, said, you know, I'm, I'm writing speakers, anyone put their hands up? And I thought, oh, so maybe I'm not too late. They haven't asked. And I'm still hesitating because there's this button you press. Once you press that button, you're in. <laughs> like, that's it. Your picture appears on stage. And, you know, when they ask you to speak, then that's your opportunity. And there's a little mic thing that you press. 
So I'm hesitating over this button thinking, oh, and I'm thinking, oh no, loads of people will have done this now. And so I, I click the button and it doesn't happen immediately because it what happens is it kind of goes to a, a permission to the people who are officially on the stage and they have to then approve or accept your, your hand up and invite you in and then you appear. So I, I, I think, oh, for God's sake, just press the bloody button, Shirley. So I press the button and I'm in and only one person was ahead of me and they always go through like who's speaking next in the order that people have come into the room as they've been invited. I hope this is making sense to anyone who's never been in Clubhouse. Just imagine this is a real room. Okay, just forget the digital bit. Imagine it's a real room. You've been invited onto the stage and the first person that speaks first. So this man is ahead of me. And of course, you've got that creeping. You know what that's like, don't you? You know when you're waiting for your turn to say your thing and you're, you're thinking, what do I say? Should I say this? Oh, no, no. You know, there's ridiculous stuff going on in your head. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of being my own coach and I'm going, okay, Shelby, these people are half your age. You, you have a wealth of experience. You know what you're doing. You know what you're talking about. You get results. All you're going to do is say, listen, I'm here to tell you that women of my age are not invisible and blah, blah, blah. But I had no real plan beyond that. It was just like explaining what I've just explained to you and telling them that's why I put my hand up. So they come to me. And they go, oh, you know, Charlie, share your story, you know, whatever it is they say. And and so I started with exactly, well, an approximation of what I've just shared with you. And and then I think, no, that I know what I'm here for. Uh, and they'd been talking about TED Talks, you see, and these people were uh, expert in, you know, what kind of people people just go oh I'd like to be on your stage and they, and they don't really have and they're talking about what you should do to get on someone's stage and and how you should pitch yourself and all that stuff and I wasn't intending anything here but I thought no I've got something to say about women of my age of our age and I've got something to say about the invisibility and I've got something to say about menopause anxiety that nobody knows about and everybody like oh it doesn't exist but women are losing and walking away from careers and lifestyles and businesses and relationships because because they can't cope or they believe they can't cope and nobody's doing anything about it but i am <laughs> so, and so that's pretty much how it transpired because i felt and i and i even said it. i said right okay i'm sorry about this but i can feel the emotion coming through here so i did what you're familiar with me doing on these episodes and I just let it go. Right, well, I need to tell you all this stuff. And then I went, okay, I'm done. Because <laughs> you do, that's how you close out your section. You you say things like, I quite like this one, some Americans say, I'm complete. I like that, I'm complete, which means I'm done speaking. Some people say, I'm done speaking. Anyway, so I got off the stage. And uh, and it was fine, you know, it was all, it was all good. Did what I had to do. And, and then the host said, you know, oh, I'd really like to speak to you at some point about, you know, maybe I could get you up and speak at another meeting. And I thought, oh, you might be nice. You know, I go into that little, oh, really? <laughs> Even though I've stood up and been bored, I go into that little, oh, really me? Little me? Ridiculous. Um, but I, you know, I just did what you tend to do with this. So you connect with people and it's all kind of hooked into Instagram somehow. Not quite sure how. 
so I connected with these people on Instagram and one of them hosts this, in fact, I don't know what she does. She, she seems to manage podcasts like with named people who you'd know. And she had been in the room and she'd followed me as in a follower, you know, social media type follower. And I thought, oh, that's quite nice. So I messaged her saying, oh, you know, thanks. Uh, and then I jokingly said, because part of the the, the delivery of, of not what I delivered, what other people delivered was around, you know, I don't just message people and say, well, I'd really like to be a guest and or I'd really like to speak on your stage or, I'd really, you know, because why? <laughs> what have you got to offer? So I sent her a little jokey message saying, oh, you know, I was going to say I'd like to be on your podcast. But uh, but, you know, I can't remember what I said after that. But it was a little joke, you know, a little laughing face. What do you call those things? Uh, emoticon I always get that wrong emojis emojis anyway so I sent that little message and then later in the day I got this message back saying oh I texted the woman that was running the whole room to say that you know you were you were a, a natural speaker and uh, and you didn't even realize it and I thought I did that little oh, oh me again um so why am I telling you this story partly to demonstrate that there is opportunity on the other side. If you're in the middle of it, it's very, very, very hard to believe that anything I'm telling you is true or valid or possible for you personally, because it's clearly not for you. And I know that you may well be thinking that because that's what I would have felt when I was where you were. But I also know that as I've come out of the other side with a lot of blood, sweat and tears and help, I could not have come out of the other side without reaching that point where, you know, at that point where you think, no, I'm really going under now. I'm really going under. I'm sinking. I'm sinking. I'm sinking. I'm gone. Just before that happens and you go, no, with one last gasp, you reach out to someone that's going to pull you out. And that's what I did. And that I believe if you really are in that deep shit, I'm sorry about the language, I apologize. I don't suppose I am sorry, I wouldn't have said it. Uh, that you can get out. Uh, and here's what happens. It's not just, I've said this and said this and said this. It's not just, oh, you get out, oh, oh yeah, I'm just the way I was. It is for me and for the kind of women that I think drawn to me or work with me or get the success it's coming out of it not as you were but as someone who's more than you were but I, only only not <laughs> it's not more than you were it's who you always were but never allowed yourself to be it's you with knobs on oh please no not that kind of knob no 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 no, no. um it's you doing the things that you thought about before, but no, I didn't, well, I'm not going to do that. Just like I did this morning. And what gave me the courage to do that was you. You gave me the courage to do that because I thought if I can't walk this walk, if I tell people that you can do this stuff and I don't do it, well, what, what's that? What, what's that about then? Oh, you just do as I say. No, not as I do. And that's not what works for any of us. And so 
I did it for that reason. But I also was drawing on one of the first things I did when I began to think, what really? I, I can come out of this? I can come out, you know, when I began to see the glimpses of light, like, oh my goodness, there's something else here. Maybe I could get through this. Maybe it is possible. And I wasn't there at that point. I was just thinking, maybe. And one of the things that was, you know, when like I jumped a chasm, metaphorically speaking, of going, oh, shall I? And then I jumped it because you reach that point where you go, do you know what? I've been in the worst place possible. I've been there. So what's, it, can it get worse than it's been? Mm, I don't think it can. So when you enter into something with that mindset, that changes a lot. And it was that mindset that, that enabled me to pitch a proposal to an established publisher for the book that I've just finished. Because never in a month of Sundays would I have, I would have talked myself down from that. I can tell you, I wouldn't need anyone else's help. I'd have gone, yeah, but that's a proper publisher and I've never written a book and I don't work in a school and I'm not a teacher and I don't have this qualification or that qualification. I, I couldn't, you know, I don't need anyone's help. I could have talked myself out of it. No problem at all. And I very nearly did. And when I met with a commissioning editor who said, oh, you know, would you, would you like to write a book? I thought, really? I thought, no, this is, they just do this to loads of people. They're just kind of throwing out their net and, you know, they'll cherry pick, which they do. But I still thought, nah. And, and I've probably told you this before. And so and when the proposal, there's a guideline for a proposal for proper publishers, well, this one there is anyway, and it's quite long. And you think, flipping that, isn't it? <laughs> Nearly as much effort as the book. I'm not sure I want to do this. But all the while, in the back of my head, I had no, you know, this kind of, what have I got to lose? Really, could this get worse? And so I submitted that proposal. And you, and you know what, what's happened since then. I submitted the proposal. So what am I saying? I'm saying there is way more ready for you, just waiting in your life than you can believe right now. And it's, your thing may not be books or standing on a stage or going into a virtual room. Your thing is your thing. But there is potential and possibility and more than that. There is almost a racing, flipping certainty that if you can reach out to help for help and get the help you need, whatever that help is, what shape or form it takes, it is possible to finally do the things you've always said you didn't think you could do or you didn't think were possible anymore. So there we have it. That's my episode for today. And I hope it's, you know, proved a little bit, you know, has it given you a glimmer of hope, a glimmer of inspiration or, you know, just being entertaining on some level? As ever, uh, I'm on the Menopause Anxiety Freedom Group. If you'd like a little more direct support, then make sure you're there if you're not already. I'm probably going to pop over there this afternoon and deliver a short training, which may be based around this or something else entirely, but it will be relevant to menopause anxiety and it will be around five to ten minutes long. So if you're not there already, make sure you go there and I look forward to welcoming you tomorrow. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you.